It's Beckley and Murata. Mornings live from the Auction Community Studios here on Arizona Sports. Time for our weekly NFL talk, the Super Bowl edition, as we are joined by the one and only Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox and our sister station, 104.3 The Fan in Denver at Denver Sports. Mark, good morning. Happy Super Bowl week. Oh, good morning to you guys. It's always great to be on with you. Always fun. And this week is always great. It brings back great memories of my Super Bowl greatness. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just this, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's come to my attention um, <laughs> that I hold many, many Super Bowl records. And uh, I'd just like to share a few things that make me amazing. Please. One, I'm the only person in the history of the Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl on his birthday that corresponded with the soup, the number of the Super Bowl. Holy I cow. turned 32 on Super Bowl 32 and played in that game and single-handedly beat the Green Bay Packers 31-24. So that's one thing. Then I'm the only person ever to be on on the top three of 19. Uh, it, was, it was, excuse me, it was three of the top 20 teams in Super Bowl history. I was on all three of them. The number one team rated by ESPN, the Washington Redskins of 91, the number 10 team, the 1998 Broncos, and the number 19 team uh, was the uh, the Super Bowl 32, the uh, the 1997 Broncos. So uh, just a few Super Bowl facts. For, plus, I was on the all-time Super Bowl team as a guard. So just a few Dang. Super Bowl facts for you, nice. which really – which really separate me from the rest of the clowns you have on your show. No, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> how did you how did you come across that Super Bowl 32 fact by the way? That's that's amazing. Yeah, well, I made it up. Um, <laughs> which I did with most of the statistics I use. Although I did create and I think this is really going to catch on. I did create a advanced analytics. Uh, I have my own advanced analytics cuz you know I hate people that like math. I hate them. I hate statisticians. I hate all that stuff. But I came up with an advanced analytic, and it's called the uh, BOO rating or the boo rating. And that's uh, balls over opponent. If your balls are bigger than your opponent's balls, then you've got a super high boo rating, and you're probably going to win. That's fantastic. It's the Yarbles rating. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. So here's what I want to ask you, because you know Mike Shanahan very, very well, and you know there's great coaching in that in that lineage. Yet Kyle Shanahan's been part of the two two of the bigger Super Bowl collapses that obviously is OC with the Falcons under Dan Quinn, and then giving up that 10-point lead to the Chiefs a few years back. What kind of pressure is he feeling? Now, you wouldn't know because you don't lose Super Bowls, but yeah. what kind right. of pressure might he be feeling? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's got to be under a lot of pressure, and he's such a great coach. Now, the, the whole 28-3 to 3 thing, you're the offense coordinator, at some point it's your head coach's job to say, hey, man, uh, time on this clock is more important than the big play, so let's continue to, to run this ball, let's continue to do these, uh, do these things that we do, you know, and, and let's eat up this clock so that we can get out of here with a victory, so... I put that more on Dan Quinn than I do on on Kyle Shanahan because you're like, hey, I'm a I'm a play caller, and we got this way calling it the way I call it. Like I'm going to keep calling it until somebody pulls it back from me. So <clears throat> that one I put more on Dan Quinn. The ten point, you know, the ten point um, lead and that loss, which was funny because it's one of the only Super Bowls. Well, it's the only Super Bowl I think I went to where I wasn't playing in it, and. <laughs> I went for Fox as a uh, kind of an ambassador to a bunch of uh, to a bunch of uh, you know of, of people that were there as mm-hmm. uh, sponsors, 
And <clears throat> I was sitting in the chief section. I was like on the 45-yard line, and I was about seven rows up. And I am like, there, I'm sitting in, in nothing but 30-year-old chief fans. Like, <laughs> I'm surrounded by them. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple 30-year-old men in tears. Like, I, I was talking so much smack. I was absolutely <laughs> – I literally had a couple 30-year-old men in tears. And what are they going to do, beat me up? Like, I'll crush them. So, I mean, I am just – I am on – I am so knee-deep up in these guys' butts about how the Niners are killing them. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hit the wasp play to – Tyreek Hill and the rest is history and they I mean they wiped the little tears out of their eyes and just started going after me uh it was one of the funnest things I've ever had uh happen to me at the Super Bowl so it was a really it was a really cool event I don't even know what the question was but man what a great story right I mean that's what it's all about just telling a story who cares what your dumb question was my story was so much better than your stupid question that's fantastic uh, That's fantastic. We're talking with Mark Schlereth as we do every week, and now I'm hesitant to ask a question or no, maybe don't. just ask yeah. you to tell another Super Bowl story, Mark. Yeah. Oh, you want me to tell you a great Super Bowl yes, story? Yes, please do. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Super Bowl 33, and you've you got to have some lighthearted moments. And so, <clears throat> we're in the uh, Miami Dolphins facility. And they have a like they have a, an area where they have a sauna and a jacuzzi, like a, a hot tub, and they have a uh, cold tub. And so you're in there doing a contrast bath, back and forth, back and forth, you know, cold tub, hot tub. So I'm just laying around the hot tub, and all of a sudden this big hot tub thermometer floats by. And I grab it, and I'm looking at it. You know, it's one of those long ones that you know what, what the temperature of the hot tub is. Uh-huh. And so I say, there's a Dolphins trainer in there. And I said, hey, dude. Go get Greek for me. Now, Steve Ananopoulos was our head trainer. I said, go get Greek for me. Something's wrong, man. I'm not feeling right. Something, something's happening. So this guy goes scurrying out of the jacuzzi room. And so I step up on the top step. I'm in ankle-deep water, and I'm hanging over the bar that, you have to, you know, that helps you down in, you know, the, the handrail. So I'm hanging over that silver handrail. And Greek comes running in. Jim Keller, our assistant trainer, comes running in. All the Miami Dolphin trainers come running in. And so I'm hanging over the bar, and I'm butt naked. And Greek goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? I go, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, all of a sudden, I feel, like, feverish. I'm dizzy. I, like, I can't see. Something's going on. He goes, okay, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Let me help you out. I go, no, I can't get out. I can't go out. I go, do me, do me a favor. And I turned around, and I said, check my temperature. I had that, that thermometer hanging out of my butt cheeks. <laughs> Um, look, I, I just fell back. I just fell back into the water with that thing hanging out of my ass, and I was laughing so hard. And so, anyhow, a couple of years ago, I'm in Miami doing the, uh, doing the Super Bowl at Radio Row, and this dude walks up, and I didn't recognize him. And he just looked at me. We're in a break, and he goes, "Thermometer guy," and then he just walked off. <laughs> He was, was a Dolphins trainer at the time. That is a great, you great lying. story. Another great That's, story from yeah, Mark Schlereth. Yeah. I do have to ask you this question, mm-hmm. because this induced a little bit of eye-rolling, at least from me, and I think for, from, from Bick as well. After the 49ers win the NFC Championship, the social media post that they put out there, against all odds, like credit to the 49ers, they've built a super team. It is a loaded roster, but... That whole, like, we didn't, nobody expected us to be here thing, it's a little much, don't you think, Mark? Yeah, they're really super talented. Um, 
Now, what they've done the last couple of weeks, which has been pretty incredible when you think about, you know, Brock Purdy being a mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant seventh rounder and all that kind of stuff, but what they've been able to accomplish the last two weeks, I think they have played, and I did their last two games of the season, so to have a different perspective on how they played all year, mm-hmm. that was collectively the two worst games I've seen them play all year. They were awful. Like, they were defensively, this, this group that has been so good, this defensive line that's been so good, they've been getting pushed around. They've been, they've been pathetic. And so it's really interesting to watch um, basically a guy that a lot of people call the game manager and this, that, and the other. That guy hoists the team on his shoulders and in Brock Purdy and scramble around and lead them to a victory against Detroit and do the same thing against uh, the Green Bay Packers two, uh, you know, two weeks before that or a week before that. I think that part has been amazing. But um, the thing that has surprised me is how poorly they played on the defensive side of the ball in these last two games. They went from giving up in the regular season 17 points a game to giving up 26 points a game in the playoffs. They've been awful. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, my last question. I want to ask you about. Uh, see, Cliff Kingsbury got hired by the Commanders, and and I, I must have missed the memo that Cliff was actually a good NFL head coach. But that sounds personal, so I'm just going to say this. Caleb, do you think Caleb Williams is going to pull off a power play? Do you think he's going to tell the Bears, "Don't draft me because I ain't coming to you"? What What do you think's behind all of this, if anything at all? Yeah, yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. It feels like. He wants to go, um, and it feels like they hired Cliff Kingsbury simply to uh, to attract Caleb Williams to Washington. So, you know, I mean, it's been done before. Elway did it, said he wouldn't play for Baltimore. Went and be- he was a Yankee for a short time, and then, you know, they made the trade and got him into Denver. Uh, Eli Manning did it. He said, I'm not going to play for A.J. Smith and the Chargers, the Lord of No Rings. Yep, um, Lord of No Rings. He got, pushed, he got pushed over to the Giants, so – um, yeah, you know what? It does feel it does feel like that. It does feel like something big is going to happen on draft night. Mark, always a pleasure, man. Great, stuff, Great man. storytelling. Great we'll enjoy those for years. Uh, we'll, See we'll, you, we'll... Mr. Thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> Thermometer guy. Thermometer guy. 98.6, baby. <laughs> I, and I only, let me say, I only go rectally because I am a stickler for accuracy, guys. Stickler. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Be well, Mark. We'll talk to you soon. Mark Schlereth, (laughs) 104.3 The Fan in Denver, NFL on Fox. He joins us every Wednesday to talk NFL here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.